Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Baruch Hashem. We are starting our 11th Masechta in Shas. That's 710 in the cycle. Uh, nearly one third of the way there. We're getting there. Baruch Hashem. Uh, let us get started. Brand new Masechta, Masechas Megillah. Of course, speaking primarily about the mitzvah of Kriyas HaMegillah that we will have in a couple of months' time. A few months' time. I think we just figured out. Three months and three days. Um, and uh, the first Mishnah indicates exactly what day of the month we actually will read it. And we're going to discuss this in quite some detail over the course of this first plot. Let's get started. Bezimet Aleph. Top word. Megillah, the, mit- the mitzvah of reading the Megillah, this is how it translates literally. It is read on the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Not any earlier on the calendar, not any later. Rashi, of course, takes us out of the immediate concern. First, Rashi and the Masechta. It's not that we have a mitzvah to read it every single time on the 11th and every single year on the 11th through the 15th. That's, of course, not the application. Hard enough to listen to it the two times that we do. Very short attention span. We can't miss any words. So what is going on here? We'll see in the Gemara uh, all the details. But the Mishnah begins uh, some of its dialogue as follows. Karachin, if you have cities, Hamukafin Choma, that are surrounded by a wall, Mimos Yehoshua bin Nun, if you have a city that has been walled from the times of Yehoshua bin Nun, then Korin B'Tesvav, then Halacha would be that we read the Megillah. In that particular city on Tesvav, on the 15th of the month of Adar. What about Kfarim Ve'ayaros Gedolos? What about villages and large cities that are not surrounded by walls? Then the Mishnah there indicates they are Korim Ve'yudalet. Ella, rather, Shehakfarim Makdimen Le'yom HaKnisa, that the small villages, they would actually backtrack a little bit to the Yom HaKnisa. Rashi details this and indicates that what we're talking about is the fact that people in the farm and the villages, um, to say the least, were not expert in reading anything, certainly not laning and certainly not the Megillah. So what would happen is on Mondays and Thursdays, the Bate Din would go down to the villages and they would ensure that people would be able to have you know, cases adjudicated. They'd also make sure that they'd have Kriya Satora. And on that day, they would also ensure that they would be able to hear Megillah. So that's now a third level. If you look at this first case on the third line of the Mishnah, we have Krachana Mukafan Choma, that's on Tesvav. We have Kfarim and Ayaras on Gedolos on the 14th. But if the 14th is not a Monday, then the Kfarim would go back earlier to the Yom Knisa, three different days in one particular year with three different city profiles, Ketzad. Let's go through every day of the week and see how we would check the boxes of 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th of the month of Adar Ketzad. The Mishnah writes, Chal Dalit Besheni. If the 14th of Adar falls out on a Monday, Kfarim Vayeros Gedolos Karim Bobayom. There, the Kfarim, the small villages and the big cities without walls, would read on the same day because it's a Monday. So Bezdin will be there. So the villages don't have a need to backtrack a day. And the, the walled cities would read on the 15th. However, Chal Lihios Beshlishi Oberavi, if really the the uh, the holiday, the, the Yudalit of that month falls out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, then the Kvarim, the small villages are Makdin Min Lioma Knisa. They'd go back to the earlier Monday of that week, whatever that is. They'd read on the 14th, whether it was Tuesday or Wednesday. On the 15th, and that's how we would break down uh, whether or not, or that's how we would break down the cities if your if Yudalit of Adar fell out on the Tuesday or Wednesday. What would happen if Yudalit of Adar fell out 
on a Thursday. So then these two cities, the small villages and the large ones without walls, they would read on that exact day because it was a Thursday. No need for the Kfarim to backtrack because they have the Bezdin there already and the Bezdin were Tamerich HaChamim, they could lane. Then they would read it on Friday. Chalios Erev Shabbos. If Yudalah would fall out on a Friday, then Kfarim Makdim and Yom Aknisa, small villages would go back one day. They'd read on Friday. But, but we, of course, don't read on Shabbos. We will soon see, and we've seen before in Shas, the same thing that we had by Rosh Hashanah, by the shofars that were afraid that had we had the mitzvah de Rabbanon to lane uh, the Megillah, on Shabbos, we're afraid that someone might have carried inappropriately uh, in a place where there is no Eru. So that we're not going to do. So therefore, Chalios B'Shabbos, if in fact the Yud Dalet of the month of Adar would fall out on a Shabbos, we're a third of the way down on Bezim at Aleph. So then what do we do? Kfarim V'ayoros G'dolos Makdimun V'koren L'yom HaKnisa. So if Yud Dalet was Shabbos, so then the small villages and the Ayoros G'dolos would go back backwards in time, and they'd be currently Yom HaKnisa. The walled cities would read Lemachar, they would read on Sunday, but nothing on Shabbos, of course. What would happen if, in fact, the uh, Yud Dalet of the month of Adar would fall out on a, uh, on a Sunday, Achar Shabbos? So then, and this is where we get the case of Yud Aleph. If, in fact, Sunday is the day of Yud Dalet, then look what the Mishnah says. We're almost at the end of the Mishnah. Then, then the Kfarim are going back to Thursday. So let's do the math. If Sunday is Yodalad, then that means if the Kfarim are going back to Thursday, if, if, if Sunday is Yodalad, then Shabbos is Yod Gimel, Friday is Yod Beis, and Thursday is Yod Alad. That's our most extreme case in our Mishnah at the very second line of our Mishnah when we said it was Yod Aleph. So now just good uh, general knowledge that when our Mishnah says Yod Aleph, we're talking about a case where Yod Aleph falls out on a Sunday and the, the Kfarim, the villages, will then take us all the way back to the previous Thursday so that they can hear a proper laning. So that's Yom HaKnisa. The Mishnah concludes, The larger cities would read on the 14th day, which is its appropriate day. And the walled cities from Yoshua bin Nun would then um, read on the 15th of the month of Adar. That deals with every day of the week. Clear. Hashem. The Gemara opens almost halfway down on Beis and Aleph. The Gemara says, How do we know that we have so much latitude to read the Megillah on Yod Aleph? Says the Gemara, Minolan. What do you what do you mean Minolan? We have a Mari Makam a little bit later that reads as follows. We do allow for the Chachamim to go back so that and this is a little convoluted in the Gemara, that they don't have to then leave town to go take care of their laning. And therefore, because they're able to do the laning uh, on the Yom HaKnisa, then, then they can take care of some of the mitzvot hayom. They could feed people on those days. We know, of course, that we are, uh, we're poshet yad. We always give a lot of tzedakah on the day of Purim. Absolutely. We don't ask questions, no green cards. We just give people tzedakah. You don't have to give everything that you own, but you should uh, dedicate an amount of money as part of your miser to give out on that day. And we try not to say no to people. So that the Gemara says, I don't even understand your question. We have a marimakom that tells us why, why it is that we're being lenient to let them go back to Yud Aleph. It's because of the Yom HaKnisa. Says the Gemara, you misunderstood. Oh, no. And what we're asking is, let's analyze this. 
we know, of course, that Purim is Dirabanan. So Kulhu Anche Knesses Agdola Tikninhu, we think that uh, they they established that the Anche Knesses Agdola established all of the days that are available on which to lay in the Megillah, and had it been that you had thought that that all that the formally included was the 14th and the 15th, and then separately in a later generation, post Chorban, then Asi Rabban and another group of rabbis came along, and they changed it and said, no, it's not only going to be uh, Yudalad and Tezvav, but it's also Yudalad, Yudbez, and Yudgimel of that month. Says the Gemara, that, that Havamin is ridiculous. V'hatnan, we know. Ein bezden yachol evatel dibre bezden chavero, ela im ken gadlam imenem b'chach mo'vaminyin. We would not have, uh, we are not allowed to uproot a gzera derabon, a takana derabon, I should say. Uh, we're not allowed to uproot anything that was established by a bezden, unless the bezden that is undoing what was done is greater both bechachma in wisdom and beminion and in number of people, so we're stuck. El pshita must therefore be uh, that uh, the Gemara is saying that pshita kulu anshikness sagdol takinu that really everything, everything must have been included in the takanas chazal that when the chachamim established that we're going to have Purim, that we're allowed to read the Megillah, Yudalat Yubez, Yudgimel, Yudalat Tezvav, all of that is included in the primary takana of the anshikness sagdol at the close of the second temple. And then really what the Gemara was simply asking was, as is the next two words, which is, Hecha Remiza. Where is the hint to this? How do we have a remez in the Psukim that we're allowed to read anything other than Yudalad and Tesva? So the Gemara answers two-thirds of the way down. This is the first of two answers. Then we will compare and contrast these answers as to why they don't hold like each other. Answer number one, how do we know Yudalad through Tesvav is viable for the mitzvah of Megillah? Amar of Shemin bar Abba, Amar of Yochanan, Amar Kra. L'kayim esimei hapurim ha'ele bizmanei hem. To fulfill these days of Purim in their times. What does the word in their times mean? Zmanim harbe tiknu lahem. Five options. Yudalat yubez yudgimu yudalat tesvav. That's what it says. Bezmanahem in their times. Says the Gemara, you can't do that. That pasuk, hi, mi the gufe. That teaches us fundamentally that we have an obligation to read the Megillah. But you can't make an extra diuk on that. The word's being used already to teach us the actual mitzvah itself. Says the Gemara, no. If that pasuk was meant to teach us that there's a mitzvah to read the Megillah, in Cain, lema krozman. It should not have said bismanehem. It should have said zman. My zmanehem. Therefore, because it said zmanehem, what can we learn from all the extra letters? Zmanim tuva. That there are a lot of options in which we are able to then read the um, read the Megillah, Yudalav through Tesvo. Vakati says the Gemara, hold on one second. Mi boy, uh, Zmanim Tuba says the Gemara, Vakati, mi boy, we still need uh, these Psukim. And the Gemara says, Zmano Shalze, lo, Kizmano Shalze, because we know that when one has an obligation to read on the 14th, they can't read on the 15th. And when one has an obligation to read on the 15th, they can't read on the 14th. So that we know is mutually exclusive from the words manayim. Says the Gemara, im kain, if that's what you needed to learn from the psukim, that those who are supposed to lean on the 14th cannot lean on the 15th and vice versa, im kain, lema kras manam. Then we could have had a slightly different word, zmanam. And we're being very, very, very particular with the wording here. And therefore, my zmanayim, what then do we learn from the words manayim, which 
We, it's not zman, it's not zmanom, but it's zmanehem. Obviously, very specific in its language. Shamas minakulu. We can therefore uh, imply from here that all of the extra days were meant to be included. Says the Gemara, Emazmanem Tuba. Then say more times than the five times. How did you get to five? That's not implied in the Pasuk. It doesn't say five times in the Pasuk. It just says zmanehem many times. Who says five? I can come up with other scenarios. You can come up with other scenarios. Who picked five? Says the Gemara, Zmanehem dumya dezmanom. It has to be zmanehem. It has to be zmanim that are similar to zmanam, the simple plural of the words, ma zmanam tre, just like the word zmanam means two, av zmanehem tre also has to mean two, which is a little difficult because how many times did the Mishnah list? Five. We know yudalid and we know tesvav, that's already explicit in the Pasuk as we'll see shortly. And then we're adding another two. And then we're assuming that those two are yudalif and yudbeis. Says the Gemara, why are you assuming it's yudalif and yudbeis? Maybe we should say ve'ema tresar utelesar, that we're adding the 12th and the 13th of the month. Mehechatesi, that it should be the 11th and the 12th. We haven't spoken about the 13th, so maybe it's the 12th and the 13th. Says the Gemara, we cannot assume that it's the 13th. Kedamr of Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. What does he say? What's Yud Gimel? What is that? The 13th is Yud Gimel. A little bit of a quiet brain right now. Thank you very much. Yud Gimel, the 13th day. I'm like, Yish Korsen? What's happening right now in my head? Yud Gimel, the day we're talking about. Thank you very much. Sorry. Yud Gimel, that 13th day, it can't be what the Pasuk is coming to include because Yud Gimel's man kihila lekolhi. Everyone agrees that that's a day for the for the Tzibor. We don't need a Pasuk for that. Hachanami, here too in our case, Yud Gimel's man kihila lekolhi. We don't need a Pasuk for that. And therefore, we know that when we add two days, it's going to be the two days of the 11th and the 12th. That's what the Gemara says. Maybe we should say that we're extending beyond the 15th, and it's really to include the 16th and the 17th. Says the Gemara, that can't happen because the Pasuk reads in, uh, in Megillus Esther, we can't go past this time. So therefore, by definition, and all of this is the approach of Rav Shemin Bar Abba in the name of Rav Yochanan, it must be that the dates are 11 through 15. That's how the Gemara learns out that was our question that we started with, is Hecha Remiza. Remember what we asked, Hecha Remiza, how do we know, where is our hint in Maseches Megillah that it's 11 to 15? This is all approach number one. Approach number two, last of the very short lines, Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, he's going to be the counterpart to Rav Shemin Bar Abba. Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Omar from a different Pasuk, Omar Kro, Ki Yamim Asher Nachu Yehudim. And the Gemara says, there's an extra letter, Yamim, Ki Yamim, we have the extra letter of Kaf, the Rabos Yid Aleph and Yid Beis. And the Gemara is going to ask the same quick flurry of questions. Maybe we should say that we're adding in the 12th and 13th. And says the Gemara, No, the 13th is a time that everyone agrees you can read the Megillah. And we don't need a Pasuk for that. Maybe we should say in the name of Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, that when it says that it's adding the 16th and the 17th, says the Gemara, that can't be. Okay, so these are the two shitas of Hecha Remiza, of how we know that our Mishnah is right, that we have the 16th and the 17th. Says the Gemara, two lines into the wide lines, eight, nine lines from the bottom. Rib Shimon Bar According to the second approach that we just learned, my time alo amar mi bizmanehem. Why doesn't he learn out the Pasuk the same way that Rib Shemin Bar Abba did about the word zmanehem? 
But that was a great deal. We hyperanalyzed the word and we said, it's not Zman, it's not Zmanam, but Zmanayim. Why doesn't he learn the same thing? So he had a methodology thing going on by himself that he did not learn this out. Zman, Zmanam, Zmanayim, lo All the gentle diukim that they were making from this word, he said, um, that's too much. You're, you're taking it too far. I don't know exactly what the mechanics were of his shita. It would be interesting to hear in the Rishonim what bothered her about this, because what bothered him about this, because it's not singular. It is singular to plural, so should have been something here, but he didn't lie. He didn't make this drasha. Anyways, that's answer number one. Why doesn't he hold like the shita of Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni about Kiyamim? He says that Pasuk has a different goal. That wasn't to tell you when to lane uh, in that generation. It was to tell you when to lane forever, that we have a mitzvah of Purim that continues onwards and onwards. Ledoros. Good. So all of this is part one. Let's review. We said in our Mishnah that there are five dates in which we can read the Megillah, starting at Yud Aleph and ending at Tesvav in the month of Adar. And the Mishnah details out every day of the week. And we pointed out that Sunday is the magic day where the Kfarim will then go back to the Thursday prior, which is Yud Aleph. The Gemara then details in color what are the two shitas as to how we know, Hecha Rumiza, where in the, Mesech, in the Megillah it's Esther do we have such Ramazim? We saw Machlokas between Rosham and Bar Abba and Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmeni. And the Gemara says three lines into the wide lines, Amar Rabba Bar Barachana, Amar Rav Yochanan, Zo, our Mishnah, is Divi Rabbi Akiva Stimta. This is like the opinion of Rabbi Akiva Stimta. Rabbi Akiva Stimta is the regular Rabbi Akiva, but there were some, uh, there were some Stam Brises that were like Rabbi Akiva, and this is what he's being referred to as, is Rabbi Akiva, the Stam one, a Brisa that's like him. Did Darish, he was of the opinion of Zman, Zmanam, and Zmane, and he was of the opinion that we're able to learn out Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalet, and Tesvav from this Pasuk of Zmanehem. So we, our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva and seemingly not like the Chachamim. Says the Gemara, that may not be true that we can only learn like Rabbi Akiva. Maybe we can also learn our Mishnah like the Chachamim. How so? Let's see. Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, When is it that we have this latitude to read the Megillah over five days, Yud Alev through Tesvav? Bizman... Uh, when the world is like it's supposed to be, the Israel and the Jews are living in Eretz Yisrael, and there's a Bezdin, and we can send people out as needed to let them know when Rosh Chodesh is and when the holidays are. So that's when we're able to keep uh, the Yud Aleph, Yud Bez, Yud Gimel, Yud Dal, Tesvav. However, says Rabbi Yehuda in this Braisa, nowadays that there's a Chorban, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, no one is sending out messengers. Because people look at when we lay in the Megillah in order to determine when Pesach is, therefore, then we can only read according to its time of either the 14th for Kfarim and Ayaros and the 15th for cities that are Mukafos Choma, Mizman Yehoshua Ben Nun. Otherwise, we would make a mistake because let's say they read on Yod Aleph, they might make a mistake. Oh, maybe today's Yod Dalit. Add 30 days, bring the Korban Pesach, or add 30 days, no base of Mikdash. Add 30 days, start keeping Pesach early, and then you end Pesach early and eat chametz, which is a big problem. That's not Kishmak. So that's what the Gemara is saying here in the name of Rabbi Huda. Now, <coughs> we had just quoted prior to Rabbi Huda's Brisa, Amachlokas, Rabbi Akiva, and the Chachamim. But we don't know who Rabbi Huda is in line with. So says the Gemara as follows: Rabbi Huda Aliba Deman. 
Rabbi Yehuda, who we just mentioned, who says that in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, when we had a Bezdin, that's when we could say, read the Megillah, Yeral Tetesvav. But when there's a Khurban, we cannot. Aliba Deman, who is that like? Do we want to say, Ilema Aliba de Rabbi Akiva? If you want to say that he's holding like Rabbi Akiva, that can't be, because Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion of Takanta. He holds now that you're able to, even with a Khurban, that you can do Yeral if you basically give me your Dal Tetesvav. So therefore, Rabbi Yehuda, who makes a distinction between pre-Chorban and post-Chorban, it must be, therefore, Elulav, it must be five lines from the bottom, Aliba de Rabbanon, that he must be holding like the sheets of the Rabbanon. And when there is a base Mikdash, we do read on Yer Aleph, and that's a Tiyuv to the Rav Yochanan, because we have a way of explaining our Mishnah, even like the Chachamim Tiyuvta, and that rejects the Shita of Rav Yochanan, who said that our Mishnah is only like Rabbi Akiva. Not true. We could easily explain that through Rabbi Huda's lens, we could easily explain that our Mishnah is also like the Chachamim. It's just during the times of Eretz Yisrael, and very simple. Our Mishnah doesn't talk about whether or not there was a Chorban. We don't know. Our Mishnah doesn't discuss that. So therefore, our Mishnah could be either way, and the assumption of Rabbi Yochanan that it's only like Rabbi Kiva's Timta is not necessarily correct. However, there is another version and another usage of this brisa, and that would be as follows. Four lines from the bottom, there are those who have a different version of this statement of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Akiva Stimta is our Mishnah. And here we don't have the drasha. Rashi highlights this. Here we don't have the drasha of Zman, Zmanam, and Zmanehem. Aval, the Chachamim add, they're not arguing with the Chachamim add to Rabbi Akiva. Aval Chachamim, when there's a Chorban Ho'ol, because people look at when you lay in Megillah in order to measure out when you start Pesach, Therefore, in Koranosalabizmana and Tanya Namihachi, and we have a Brisa that supports this idea. There's no machlokas Rabakiva Nachachamim. Rabbi Kiva is talking about before Chorban, and the Chachamim are saying after Chorban, and we bring a Brisa, Rabbi Huda, as a Raya, Tanya Namihachi. When is it true that we can say the Megillah Yud Aleph through Tesvav when the world is as it should be? Israel and the Jews are in Eretz Yisrael. But now, because of the Chorban, everyone's going to look at Purim and they're going to say, "Oh, we read the Megillah today. Add thirty days to get to Yud Aleph or Tesvav if you're in a city that's Mukaf Therefore, in Kornosal Bismana, and that is another way to solve this problem of our Gemara, and that brings us to a little bit of a side sugya, which is a stira within Rabbi Huda. There are two shitas of Rabbi Huda, one that we just saw that was either a thorn in Rabbi Yochanan's side or a raya, one of the two. Rabashi, on the very bottom line of Beis Medal of Rabashi, he saw that there was a stira in shitas of Rabbi Huda, and therefore on the top of Beis Medbez, he actually changed one of the shitas. So this was what happened. Machlokes between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Huda. So he's like, I have a solution. Umukim la lebraisa ki Rabbi bar Yehuda. Oh, I'm just going to change the author of one of the braises. We will question this very difficult assumption momentarily in the Gemara. What was the stira in Rabbi Yehuda's? Says the Gemara as follows. Umi Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Did he actually say that bizman hazeh in the Chorban state? How can you say that we only read Yudalad and Tesvav? in the Kfarim Ve'ayaros, or the Mukaf uh, Choma from Mimos Yoshua Ben-Nun. How can you say that? Uriminhi, Amar of Yehuda, we learned in our Brisa, when do we say Yeral to Tesvav, Makom Shenech Nasim B'Sheni V'Chamishi, 
that we have a brisa that says that you can read Yud Aleph on, on Sheni and Chamesh, where there is no Bezdin that comes to town on Mondays and Thursdays. It has to be read on Yud Aleph What's implied from here? So that's a stira. One Brisa says in the name of Rabbi Huda that we have no latitude nowadays. We never read on Yudal if Yud Bez or Yud Gimel, only on Yudal and Tezvav. But the other Brisa seems to say that in the city where the Bezdin does come on Mondays and Thursdays, even Bismanazet, we do read Yudal if Yud Bez Yud Gimel, stira. And that's how the Gemara answered at the top of this page, quoting it again, nine lines down, Beis and Beis, But that's kind of ridiculous. You get to just change the author of a Brisa when you don't like it. That's a lot of questionable integrity about determining who the author of a Brisa was. You don't just get to change the name of something because there's a stira. So says the Gemara as follows, as in, in question form. Just because someone has a question about two seemingly conflicting shittas of Rabbi Huda, therefore, you just get to change the author? That's crazy. Therefore, says the Gemara, 10, 12 lines down, Ravashi, Ravashi really had heard something as follows. Shmiele, he had heard the Ika de Tani Laki Rabbi Huda. Some had said the Brisa in the name of Rabbi Huda. The Ika de Tani Laki Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda. And some said it was his son. And then once he saw that there was a then he understood what happened. He said, Omar, they made an error. That person was very particular. So we had a steer in Brysas. And the reason he was able to change the name of the author of the Brysa was because there was already an ongoing conversation about whether we were right if the author of the Brysa was Rabbi Huda or Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Huda. Once we saw the stira, we reverse engineered and said, ah, now I understand. So going back to the previous Nakuda, is it fair to say that based on the Gemara was telling us that in the common era as we know it, we would not have ever had a Megillah reading on 11, 12, or 13? It seems that way. Correct. That's what, I mean, there is a Brysa that implies otherwise, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, that if Bezdin were to come on Mondays and Thursdays to Kfarim, yeah, we would have had a Yud Aleph. It's true. But we're not a Kfar. And we're, maybe we're not Talmidi Chachamim categorically, but we could figure out the laning in Shul. Yeah, what do we figure it out? So we have people who can lane the Megillah. So we're not a hole in the wall. We're not a little, we're not the so, random farmers. So in, in the grand scheme of things, the, the amount of years where there might have been 11, 12, and 13 was a very short period of Jewish history. Um, it depends on what the definition of a kfar is and whether or not people became learned enough because it only applied to kfarim. That's what our Mishnah said. It's only by a kfar. So if you have a village of people who are not knowledgeable and it was a time when Bezdin would go to towns in order to service those people, that would be the season when you'd see a Yod Aleph. Otherwise, about, nothing doing. What about the concern that they might mix up Pesach? That's a, but that's a machlokas between Tanaim. That's what the Gemara just presented. That's a machlokas Tanaim. That's how the Gemara presented the stira between the two Rabbi Yehudas, that one was really his son, and one says you're allowed post-Chorban, and one says you're not allowed post-Chorban. I mean, so Lemaise never plays out. But, uh, why are we saying that if we know the date for Purim, that's how we do Pesach? We still have Rosh Chodesh. We still have the calendar. So how do we know? Yeah. If, we, if we have the date for Because Purim, in the immediate phase after the Chorban Beis HaMikdash, we were still um, determining Rosh Chodesh al-Piri'iyah. So during that period of time, they were very, very concerned. 
So if you if it was Ketikna and everyone was in Eretz Yisrael, so then there was a Sanhedrin, great. But in that first phase, right after the Chorban Bayis Shani, you were still being Mekadesh al so it was very dangerous. What happened if you lived far away and we couldn't get to you? So then what else did you have? You would watch when they'd lane for Purim. Rosh Chodesh was a gamble. You just add 30 days to your Dalit. And you didn't have a choice. Just So you're, you're correct, Danny, to highlight that this was not for a very lengthy period of time for what you're raising and for what you're raising for different reasons. But in short, you'd have to first be a Kfar. We're an Irgadol. We have enough people who know how to lane well enough to get us through Shachris. Not everyone's about Koreatsum, but it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, we have enough people who can lane and we'll prepare. We have people who know how to prepare for lane, so it's fine. You get a, you get a Bill Cantor and a Joe Gold to lane for, it's fine. We have people who can lane the Megillah, so it doesn't apply to us. It only applies for the uneducated Kfaros, Kfarim, where we would have a Sanhedrin, that, a Bezdin that would be going into town on Mondays and Thursdays. We're a quarter of the way down at the two dots on Bezim and Bez. We have a little bit of a ways to go. Let's go. Says the Gemara, Krachim Hamukap and Chomamimos Yoshua Benun, Kruyan Bechami, Korin Bechami Shasar, that if we had a city that was walled from the times of Yoshua Benun, so that is when we read on the 15th. Says the Gemara, Minohanimili, how do we know that this is the case? Where do we know it from? Omar Rav, the Rif has a different gear. So here, this should say Rav and not Rava, a difference of about 100 years, maybe 125 years. Um, between these two people, Rav, of course, the Talmud of Rebbe, and Rava was a fourth century Amora, so quite a difference in time. So let's uh, go with the, the with the riff here. To Amar Kra, the reason we know that uh, a city that's walled from the times of Yosha Benun reads on the 15th is because of the Pasuk in Megillah Esther, to Amar Kra. We focus on the Prazos. It's a strange deal, but because the Prazim, the major cities, are on the 14th, what's implied? They're not the strongest of textual uh, proofs to show us that it's the 15th. The Gemara questions this anyways. Maybe I could have made a different deal. The major cities are on the 14th. And uh, um, and Mukaf and walled cities, Klal Klalov, they don't even read the Megillah. Says the Gemara, uh, a right-left punch. What are you talking about? First of all, the Lavi Sural Ninhu, the people who live in the Mukaf and, and the Mukaf Choma, they're not Jews. They still have a mitzvah to hear the Megillah. It's a mitzvah der Takanas Chazal from the Anshe Knesset Hagdola. So how could, what's that even have a meaning of that? And number two, v'od, mehod v'ad kushksi. That's what the Pasuk says. It was an expansive 127 countries. Everyone is obligated, even if it's mukaf choma. It was just strange havamina. So the Gemara says third of the way down, five lines before the wide lines, ve'ema, maybe we can say that when the Pasuk says prasim, that it of course refers to ba'ar besar on the 14th, and mukafin, uh, the, the cities that are surrounded by walls are ba'ar besar uvechamesar. It's 14th and the 15th, kidechsi, like the Pasuk says. Maybe we should say that this Pasuk is representative of the Mukafen Mimos Yoshua Benun, says the Gemara. This Pasuk is a little too lengthy for that. If the Pasuk had written a little differently, as Yom Arbaasar the Chamisha, the 14th and the 15th, Kiddika Amrus, I agree. But there's an extra word in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Hashta Dhsib Yom Arbaasar the S 
Yom Chamisha. Sorry, we added in the word S. Therefore, the Gemara says, Asa S, in quotes, the word S comes to be a, a break, upsik, and it separates out the 14th and the 15th. Hani be'arba asar, the Prazim would be on the 14th. Vahani be'chamisha asar, and the cities that are mukaf chamim b'mos Yoshua ben Nun would be on the 15th. Ve'ema, maybe we should say that when the Pasuk says Prazim, second wide line, that's be'ar besar, and mukafin on the fifth, on the on that which is surrounded by walls, iba'u be'ar besar, not both, like we just suggested, but maybe it's either or, on the 14th, and iba'u be'chamesar, says the Gemara can't be. Amar krab ismanim, zmano shalzeh, lo zmano shalzeh. That we already learned this drasha once, but this is its proper place, that these two days are mutually exclusive. If you live in a city that's a kfar or whatever, you're, you're landing on the 14th, you can't land on the 15th. And if you're mukaf, uh, if you're mukaf in most Yeshubin, and you can't land on the 14th, it has to be that they're separated days. Okay, the aim of so when the city says that the prazim are on the 14th, why do you assume that the mukaf chum is on the 15th? Say it's on the 13th. Mecha tesi that it's on the 15th. The Gemara says it has to be kishushan. And we know that shushan was read on the 15th. We'll discuss this a little bit more shortly. Says the Gemara, fine. I hear where you're coming from. I understand that Mukaf and Chum is on the 15th. The only problem is that Ashkechon that's only in regards to the Maisim of that day, the Matanos. The, the Matanos of Yonim, the, the Ishla Re'ehu, the Mishlach Manos Ishla Re'ehu, but Zechira Minalan. How do we know that the quote mentioning of, which is a reference to the Kriya Samagila, how do we know that that's the case, that it actually took place on the 15th? Says the Gemara, because there's a comparison between the Asiya, the Mitzvah Hayom, that are hands on, versus the Zechira, the Megillah itself. Zechira Minalan. Both Zecher and Asiya are in the same Pasuk. Good. Next mini sugya says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down, five lines into the wide lines. Masnis and our Mishnah that we have on Bez Medalev is the low ki haitana. It's not like the following sheet the Tanya, the Brisa writes. Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha Omer, Krafin Hamukafin Chomamimos Achashverosh Korin Bechamishasar. Wow, totally different. We've always probably have never, unless you learn Megillah, you probably never heard of this. Mukafin from the times of Achashverosh. Why is that a halachic measure? Who, who cares about Achashverosh? But that's the sheet of Rabbi Yoshua ben Korcha. My time of Rabbi Yoshua ben Korcha. Why does he use that the times of Achashverosh as a measure? That if the walled city was walled from the times of Achashverosh, who lived at a totally different time as Yeshua. So the Gemara answers, Ki Shushan. What does it mean, Ki Shushan? Ma Shushan, just like the city of Shushan was Mukefes Chomamimos that it was walled in the times of Achashverosh, Rekorn Bechamishasar. Avkol Shem Mukefes Chomamimos Achashverosh, Rekorn Bechamishasar. So it's a little bit of a, of a strong comparison to support the Shita Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha, seemingly uh, brought in the Psukim that Really, when we talk about walled cities, it should be referencing um, Achashverosh and not from the times of Yehoshua bin Nun, says the Gemara. If that's true, then why did the author of our Mishnah speak about Yemos Yehoshua bin Nun? The Tana Didan, my time of why did he say that it was Yemos Yehoshua bin Nun? The Gemara says, Yalif Prazi Prazi. He has Xer Shava within. Uh, within Megillus Esther, within Megillus Esther, uh, to teach this to us, or at least in part within Megillus Esther, 
uh, one is in Sefer Vayikra. So what's the what's the Gzera Shava? Says the Gemara Ksivacha. We have one pasuk that says Al Kain Hayhudim Haprozim Uchsivasam Levad Meare Haprozi Harbe Meod Malahalan Mukefes Chomem Mimos Yeshua Benun Afkan Mukefes Chomem Mimos Yeshua Benun. So we have two strong Mari Mekomos. We have our Mishnah which says Mimos Yeshua Benun. We have a Brice of Rabbi Yeshua Ben Korcha that brings Mari Mekomos that indicates that it's not Mimos Yeshua Benun, but that which is Mukaf Chomos from the times of Achashverosh. How do we know which one to even look at? Bishlam, I understand. Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha lo amar ketana didon deles le prazi prazi. The reason why Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha has to say what he says is because he clearly didn't have a tradition of the gzeira shava of prazi prazi. Elatana didon, but our tana, my daima lo amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha. Why didn't he say like Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha? And the Gemara says, what are you talking about? My daima? He has the Gzeirah of Rabbi Yeshua ben Nun. That's why he says like Rabbi Yeshua ben Nun. Says the Gemara, No, according to him, how do we deal with the city of Shushan? Because Shushan, everyone agrees, was Muka from the times of Achashverosh. But according to our Mishnah, which says we focus on uh, the walls from the times of Yoshua, what do we do with Shushan that was Muka from the times of Achashver, Sabdin and Keman, Loki Prozim, Veloki Mukafin? It doesn't follow any of the real rules according to our author of our Mishnah. Um, our Rava, we cannot learn anything from Shushan. The Amrila Kedi, some say it was Rava, some say it was a person named Kedi. Shiny Shushan Holvanase Bonnes. That was the city that was itself miraculous. Uh, let's just learn a little bit more and then we'll stop. We have a couple minutes left. Bishlam, another, uh, another, um, Another qualification on this machlokas. Bishlama Latana Didan. I could understand the author of our Mishnah who says Yoshua bin Nun, Hainu Dhsib, Medina, Medina Vir Vair. That's of course a well-known Pasak in uh, Megillus Esser. It says uh, every country followed by every city. And what did we learn from each of these phrases? Medina Medina. What did we learn from that phrase? Lachalik bin Mukavan Khomimos Yoshua bin Nun to distinguish between walls from the cities walled from the times of Yoshua, the Mukafes Khomimosakashvers from those which were walled from the times of According to the town of our Mishnah, we'd also be able to understand this part of the Pasuk of Irvair, Lechalik, Ben Shushan, Lashara Yaros. But according to Rabbi Yoshua Ben Korcha, Bishlama Medina, Medina, we are able to understand Medina, Medina, Lechalik, Ben Shushan, Lashara Yaros. We could understand that. Ella says the Gemara Irvair, Lemai also. If in fact Rabbi Yoshua Ben Korcha is right, what drasha would he apply to the words Irvair? Amar Lach Rabbi Yoshua Ben Korcha, he says, even according to your Mishnah, even according to the way that we look at our Mishnah, he still doesn't have a way to understand this Pasuk. Because once we have the Gzera Shava Prazi Prazi, and we know we're only looking at walls from the times of Yoshua bin Nun, Medina Medina Lamali, why would he need the part of the Pasuk that indicates a distinction between Achashverosh and Yoshua. We already showed that distinction with Prazi Prazi. So therefore, says the Gemara Ella, this Pasuk is Krala Drasha Hudasa. It's meant to teach something else. To teach us something that Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi taught. A city which is uh, which is walled, and anything that's close to it, anything that appears with it is nidon kikrach, is judged like that city. How far, says the Gemara, how far uh, does a city have to be to be included with the walled city? 
It's a travel from one city to the next, which is approximately a meal. That's what the Gemara says. So the Gemara says, if it's a meal, then why are you, just tell me it's a meal. Why are you giving me all the cities for? Says the Gemara, it's giving us the template. It's giving us the paradigm for how to measure a meal. And that's, that is exactly how much a meal is. We're going to stop right here, three lines from the bottom. Tomorrow I'll be posting and recording. I don't know when, hopefully before 8.40. Uh, and uh, that is at least a game plan. And uh, we'll stop right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night.